What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 295 for the week of July 9th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Gameplay Reigns Supreme, HCS Arlington Major Post Show Part 2. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man in the championship whites, Envy Jersey, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? Oh, I'm doing all right. As we talked before the show, I've been having one of those days where I just like can't fucking get my energy. Just felt tired all day. Like I just need another nap. Oh, naps are good. Naps feel amazing. Naps are great. Can confirm. <laughs> whenever whenever the wife uh, asked me to put Linnea down for a nap or Linnea asked me to put her down for a nap, daddy's napping too. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happens every fucking oh, time. Nice. Nice. But yeah, how are you? Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, th- we're going to focus more on the positive this week. Yes. So will, do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? We have the conclusion of our HS Arlington post show this time, focusing on the unbelievable gameplay being displayed all tournament long. Um, SSG are looking for feedback to create the best event they can, which is awesome. And another organization leaves the competitive Halo scene. We'll talk about that later on in the show as well. Barnaby Jones! (laughs) With a seven-month resub, you get a woo! Thank you so much. This is stoked to catch you live. You guys are the highlight of my podcast rotation at work. Love the show. You fucking too nice, man. Holy fuck! Woo! Oh, you, woo for you got you. a second woo. You got a second woo. You you made me. You made my heart smile. Like holy shit! What? It, what? So nice. Thank you so much, man. And uh, an HCS Arlington double header segment. Are we dead ass? <laughs> Hashtag bit by bit, daddy. Welcome back. Also, uh, daddy. For the record, especially last week, um, me giving you shit about the driving. Please understand. I bet you already know this, but please understand. It was just giving you shit. Uh, I, especially considering how long you've lived there, which is not very long in relativity to everybody else that's probably lived there. Like I just, I'm giving you shit to give you shit. I, we still appreciate you taking the time to drive us fucking from point A to point B. You're amazing. Just want to throw that out there. I love you. Daddy. What's up Riz? What's up? Captain Mo, Captain Mo with the three month, uh, resub. You get a, woo! who's ready for the Yoroi event next Tuesday. Who fucking cares? Um, no, it's gonna be good, man. I'm excited. For is it, it gonna be good though? Is it gonna I, be good? Come on. You know, uh, Snag runs the Yorai Yoroi yeah, armor set, he does. and he kind of. I've been looking at it like, man, I wish there was just more for this because I might like it a little more if there was a few different design elements to it. Sure. So I hope what they have is good. Gonna run through the event. And it's, yeah, free stuff, as Fox says. Let's go. So I don't want to rain on anybody's parade for being excited for it. My only problem is that when they announced the events for season four, right? We're in season four now, right? Not season. Yeah, it's season yeah, four. Season four. When, when we saw the events and I'm like, oh, these aren't necessarily new. These are, I just tapped your, tapped your knee there. Um, they're, they're like just. Like our post show part two. It's like part two of that event. Like I thought we're getting new, but it's okay. Cosmetics are cosmetics. I'm probably going to buy shit in the store because I'm an idiot who always does that shit. So, I mean, who the fuck am I to say, you know, what you should and should not like? Fuck me, right? Um, Sholnoff says, I love samurai gear. And that's fine. I like the way mine looks. Like I think the stuff that they came out with last time was actually pretty cool. So 
more stuff is cool. Don't get me wrong. I just wish that there was new, new everything, but oh well. Um, weren't they supposed to announce new MCC stuff today? Oh my God. It's like, it's in the show notes. Ikuza. <laughs> it's a fucking foreshadowing bitch. Woo. Uh, we'll get to that in the regular news of the show later on, but yes, they did announce stuff today. Um, Ashley Blair with the four month resub. You get a, woo! thank you, Ashley. Greatly appreciated. Welcome back. Good to see you. Uh, game crazy gone, uh, gone grave game. Crazy be gone. <laughs> Game, game, game crazy, John, if I can fucking speak today. Thank you. Welcome back, man. Good to see you. Riz with the primer three-month submarino. You get a woo. Everybody's getting the woos today. What's up, Peanut? Welcome back. Good to see you as well. Everybody who's tuning in the live show, welcome. Hope everyone's having a great, a great Monday. We're fucking here. We're kicking it. And uh, we got some shit to talk about. So without further ado, Will, no, uh, obviously no sound bites, but we're going to get right into the topic of the show. Dustin is chaos. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. What's up, Snag? Welcome back to you as well. You getting woozy yet? No, I'll never get woozy. So last week, I was very negative last week. I think rightfully so. Uh, from a lot of what I've heard people say, uh, also rightfully so. Uh, this week, we're going to focus more on the positive. This is part two of our HCS Arlington major, major post-show. Again, words are hard. And we're going to focus on the gameplay this time around. Not the event experience. Fuck all that. That was last week. Go watch that, please. This week, we're going to focus on the gameplay. We're going to break the series down because this was some of the best gameplay we've ever seen. Hands down, period. Right, Will? You agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zanny. So, let's get right into it. I'm going to start with the open bracket. Will, like I said last week, I'm going to say it again this week. When you want to chime in, you chime in. Sound good? Sounds good. Cool. So, in the open bracket, there were just two series here that I wanted to highlight. Both of them featuring Ascending Baseline. So, the first one, Ascending Baseline defeated Falling Esports 3-2. to two. Why was this significant? Because, because, again, thank you, Fresh. I appreciate it. I'm not going to comment on it, but that's really fucking cool. What's up, Danny Phantom? Welcome back to you. Game five of that ascending baseline three to two falling esports series. Game five. Ascending were down 35 to 46. 35, Will. To 46. Falling Esports needed four kills to win this game in the series. But Ascending Baseline make the unbelievable 11 kill comeback to win the game 50 to 49 in the series 3 to 2, eliminating Kratos and Ace's team. Holy shit. The, the sin of this was that of course we weren't able to see the the game taking place um do we know what map it was on i don't remember mm. i don't remember maybe aquarius i could be completely wrong on that front but the thing I believe it was pit riz says empyrean thank you okay either way they were down 11 kills and Falling needed four. 
Oh, sure enough says live fire. It, it was a map. It was in map in Halo Infinite. You know what? You know what map it wasn't? I can tell you what map it wasn't. What map? Recharge. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because That's that fair. map wasn't fucking being played. Uh, Snakes. Snakes was launch site 100%. Oh, yeah, clearly it was launch site. Um, they were down 11 kills. Falling needed four to win the game. It was 11 kill deficit when Falling only needed four to win the game. That's crazy on live fire to do. If it was live fire, who the fuck knows? Um, oh, you're right, Maddie. It could have been recharged because it was being played in the open bracket. Oh, that's fair. So it could have been recharged for all we fucking know. Um, well, we had someone streaming behind them as they were playing, but yeah, you really couldn't see the match. No, and fresh. That's that's. I don't want to like throw shade at the person doing that or the people doing that because I know, um, I know that there were multiple people streaming for their phones. And I know that LVT was trying to get broadcasting stuff for like open bracket stuff and whatnot. And they were doing as best as they could possibly do given their circumstances. It's just, it's moments like these that you just wish that there were more official broadcasts available to watch these games take place. And so it's just, it's a sin that we didn't have that opportunity. But again, yes, shout out to everybody that were doing it on their phones, doing the best that they possibly could to give people an opportunity to watch these games taking place because this was, this was unfucking believable. And Smiley with the five-month resub, you get a woo! Uh, I was watching, I think Envor hit the mud to sea plat jump uh, because if he didn't, he dies and falling wins that series. It was, dude, I'm telling you, that game was fucking insane. With the competition between the open bracket teams getting tighter and tighter, it sucks we can't see them. I couldn't agree more, Maddie. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you want to know, real quick, before we get, I'm going to go off the rails for a second. No pun intended. Um, I had like, a shower thought, but not in the shower. Okay. Okay. So something I thought we could do that'd be funny for like our patrons is that literally, I'm just throwing this out there right now because I think this would be fucking hilarious. The way that I thought about Maddie Rums and how he's here right now is, you know how people ask, like, do you guys rehearse? Like, do you guys practice before you get on the mic or is it all like you oh, know, off the cuff and whatnot? And it's, yeah. it's a thousand percent off the cuff, by the way. Like none of this is practice or anything like that. We don't do voice practicing or any shit like that. Um, and I thought it'd be funny if for our patrons, we did like a, you know how we talked about doing the behind the scenes on how we do the show. Right. And like, I would, I'd be sitting in the chair and I'd be like, fuck you, Maddie rums. <laughs> fuck you, Maddie rums. Fuck you, Maddie rums. See, like that's, I thought that'd be funny. Like if you panned be. over and I was doing that shit. There you go. That's that's like that's Josh's show. Literally, when I, I thought of that today, when I was doing the notes for the show, I just thought about that, and I'm like, man, that'd be kind of funny. If we did something stupid like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I say fuck you, Maddie, all the time on the show. Uh, you've been looking into a mirror when you practice. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you're you're saying if I did that bit, I'd have to be looking yes. into a mirror. I agree. I agree. Jaren says W I D idea. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like the office style would be so awesome. And Juan, what if we got you to edit it? You know what I mean? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like how fucking crazy would that be? It's like, ooh, wow. We fucking film an episode of like office, <laughs> us in this fucking room. <laughs> Are we going to do like the whole uh, stapler and jello bit or some shit? Can like, we bring, a, bring can in we... a pot of jello, uh, pot of chili or something? It's like spill it on the, no, I don't want to spill on the carpet. Can we, uh, can we get a vending machine so I can put all the office supplies in it? <laughs> Oh, Josh, you want your mic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fuck, man. Now we kind of have to do something like that, uh, don't we? 
That way that we just put it out there. It's just Pro Talk mockumentary. Oh, dude. I was just shouting, woo, and listening to it back with some headphones on, adding extra bass to it. Oh, Jared, oh. I agree. It does sound great. See, and I, this is why I put those I, thoughts out there. You know what I mean? I just thought about when doing the sh- when doing the notes, and I'm like, man, I think it'd be kind of funny. And look where we are now. Yeah, we're planning just, a mock a mock episode of The Office. Where's our Where's our doc? I I gotta get uh the ideas document. Yes, put, put it, it in there. there. <laughs> put it in there. Uh, so shout out to ascending baseline on defeating falling esports in that fucking thriller of a game five down eleven kills. I still, like, again, I didn't put emphasis on it last week because last week was focused on more of the spectator experience. But, like, that uh, that game was insane. Um, I, we haven't seen, I don't think we've seen, oh, man, have we seen anything like that before? An 11-kill deficit when the team only needs four kills to win. They come back and win 50-49. to 49. I don't even, I don't know. That sounds re- remarkable. Um, but then also ascending baseline, the the other series I wanted to talk about just briefly was they went up against Proton Gaming. Uh, Posey used to be on Proton Gaming. He was dropped. He was now on ascending baseline. And ascending baseline move on to 3-0 them, as a matter of fact, within the open bracket. And uh, there are clips online. Uh, Maddie has one as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, like he has found – he Maddie has found clips of that pop-off moment where it happened. Um, I think we have one included in the show notes as well. Go check that out. It's just another really cool moment that happens. So shout out to ascending baseline. They actually went on to, uh, go get through the open bracket and make their way into pool play. Um, they didn't get far after that, but they made it to pool play regardless, which is pretty fucking cool. The ones that clipped are very loud. It was very loud in the venue. So Maddie, it is quite all right. The old United roster did something similar. I think a 49, 42 win in season one, but that was definitely crazy. Peanut. Thank you for that clarification. It was fucking bonkers. Will, shall we move on to pool play? Yeah. All right. Pool a in pool play Sentinels going up against quadrant. It was the first Series of the day on main stage on the mainstream. It was and uh, what a great way to kick off the fucking tournament. Yeah, I was really excited for this match. Um, I put in here on my on my own uh, notes. How will the arrival of Boo Boo and Falcaden mesh with Spartan and Lethal, and will Quadrant perform to their previous level? Well, I think we spoiler alert Quadrant did, and then yeah. some. Uh, um, we'll get to that in a little bit. And actually, it's funny enough you say that because this Sentinels Quadrant series could be a prediction as to what happens later on in the tournament, mm. as a matter of fact. But maybe going a little bit differently. So I have game two, Slayer on live fire, up by six kills, 48 to 42. Quadrant only need two more to put Sentinels on their heels to be up 2-0 in the series. But then something bonkers happens. Boo Dubu is able to get away with while one shot from tower into tunnel, all while Sika and Legend are putting bullets into his back. Sika makes a push in the tunnel, hoping to catch Boo Boo mid-sprint, but instead, Sentinels have this setup to take down basically all the players on Quadrant and get a fresh overshield. Boo Boo makes the play of the game to finish off the remaining two kills needed to come back and win the game 50-49. to 49. Anything to add, Will? Not on that uh, Slayer Life Fire. The first game of the series was Oddball Streets. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, round one was a hot start from Quadrant. They came out flying, um, but Sentinels end up getting slaying control throughout and just take round one pretty pretty easily on them. Um, round two, Quadrant took home the W. 
A mid-game uh, rocket grab from Spartan should have given Sen the opportunity for a break. However, the two rockets fired by Sen and no kills went their way. I believe Tyler died with the rocket. Someone else picked him up. Uh, they didn't get any kills with them, and then the Quadrant just held from there. And then round three, SLG just basically popped off, like went insane, and Quadrant ended up taking game one. They did. Um, Wizard says, I'm banning you from YouTube kits for five hours. Okay. We shouldn't, I mean, we shouldn't even be on YouTube kids. Yeah. There's no reason we should be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a specific, there's, there's literally no way we're on YouTube kids because I literally say when we upload the video that this is not made for kids. Yep. In what world is this on YouTube kids? <laughs> my kid watches YouTube kids. HCS pro kids. Oh my God. Oh, oh, it's a bad idea. What's up, Ben Jammin? Um, we are doing well. Hope you're doing well. Sorry about the whole, you know, graphics card situation. But hey, you know, good to see you, Ben. Good to see you. You're going to hate me now that I brought that back up. But hey, know that I love you. And know that it was a pleasure seeing you at Arlington. As much as a shit show Arlington was, it was a pleasure seeing you. Game three, strongholds on streets. Hey. You know how this one goes. Quadrant main undefeated on strongholds games and win convincingly. Who would have thunk it? You know what I mean? Um, That's a new merch idea. HCS uh, PK. No, God, no. Okay, wizard. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Good for you, man. Can't escape it. Literally having PTSD. It's okay, Ben. It's okay. It's okay. Remember, you can't teach ice. I actually loved that statement. I thought that was like the fucking most confident display I've ever seen. That was so fucking funny. Can't teach it. Can't teach it. Game four of CTF on Argyle. Some may say the versatile trash pile. Okay. Will, seriously, can we make this map and game type combination one cap to win? Just one? Because holy, holy moly, dude. Sentinels win 2-0 and force the game five. It'll never go to three. This fucker will never go to three. It never went to five. It'll never go to three. And sometimes we don't even have it go to one. That is foreshadowing for later on in the fucking tournament. Okay? Game five, Slayer and Aquarius. While this was the first series on main stage of the tournament, this game alone would show you that it, this was Spartan's tournament. Spartan drops a killing frenzy on the 50th kill of the game to win the series three to two for Sentinels. One shot says we need better maps. I think I, uh, I want, let's just say that not having recharge in the main rotation due to the observer bug really hurt from a viewing perspective in the tournament. And like the games were awesome and the gameplay was incredible. Uh, like we'll never doubt that. But when you see a series of like a best of five and you have two live fires or whatever it may be, or you have a best of seven and three of the games are on live fire, whatever the fuck, like, it, I, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. It, it, to me, it kind of detracted from watching it just ever so slightly ever so slightly not having recharge there was like, man, if only recharge was in here to see what these teams could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't, I don't necessarily think we need better maps. I think the maps are fairly good. 
personally. Personally. Um, Fresh says, I haven't seen Spartan be this comfortable with a team since he united. Uh, he looked like he can play the way he wants, and he was playing unbelievably well. He was playing unfucking believably well. Sounds good, John. What's up, Clutch? Welcome back. And then uh, Shells Inc. and Evil Vegeta. Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Plaza Live Fire Jungle are the only good maps, in my opinion. Jungle? Don't you mean solitude? Isn't that the plaza? Isn't that the name of the plaza? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Shell says glad to be here. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for being here. All right, let's keep going, shall we? Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about that first series that we had, the Sentinels Quadrant series, before we move on? Um, no, it was just great to have such high competition right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Kicked it off with a bang, with a banger. Pool B. I don't have anything else for Pool A. Do you have anything else, anything else for Pool A? Oh, God, I didn't write them down by pools. Well, I apologize then. Um, I had Phase V Quadrant writ- written down as my last one here for pools. Okay, go ahead. Um, basically, I should have re-read, <laughs> reread these notes before uh, before this, but... Um, I just said Quadrant show they are one of the best at strongholds. They go up 184 to 6 before Frosty pops off with the sniper and FaZe converts to strongholds. FaZe gets the 55 points when three members go down and Royal 2 has to back down uh, to tower, allowing Quadrant to capture B. Nine mm-hmm. seconds later, FaZe recap B. Strongholds go back and forth. FaZe is slowly coming back, but no one, no one team is getting complete control. Uh, as the game goes on, FaZe is getting... The better of the time, though, as they get the score to 186 to 215. Finally, Quadrant get enough control to take game one, 250 to 196. Um, Street Slayer, Quadrant gets a strong start and get to the 30 kill mark first, 30 to 25. This is when the game slows down, uh, when Quadrant could have kept pressuring. Um, Phase claws their way back and goes up 40-39. Phase cleans up and wins 50 to 44. Um, I didn't take notes on the CTF Aquarius map. Um, it's okay. And then King of the Hill Streets overall, it's a Quadrant's playing at a high level and competing with the top teams, but I think FaZe ended up taking that series. They did. Here's here's my thing about Quadrant, is that while I love, spoiler alert, they got third. Um, Yo, David Sandman, love you. Thank you for the follow. Welcome back to the live show. I say welcome back because I believe you've been here before, but thank you for the follow either way. You're amazing. Maddie says, Will, check Discord. David Sandman, ladies and gentlemen, one of the best photographers in the scene. Go fucking check him out. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Are you seeing it? Oh shit! Well, what are you? Are you the that right? What are you seeing? Let me see. Let me see what you're seeing. Oh my god! The drug got, thing. The drug thing. Yeah. The drug thing. Yeah, yeah. That'll be it. We'll put it in the competitive news. Oh, we'll put it in roster mania. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, Maddie, feel free to post the link in in chat if you want to as well. Uh, Druck, it looks like is no longer on native gaming. 
Am I correct in that statement? Yep, release from Druck. So Druck's gone too. Okay. <clears throat> That's wow. Wow, wow, we wow. Wow, wow, we wow. I'm just going to fucking do that real quick. Jesus Christ. Fucking annoying. Um, Jinzoot, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So Native dropped two people all because the org didn't sort their visa stuff. Ikuza, relax on that statement. Relax on that statement. Because we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what Mickwin said in response to the issue that has happened. Uh, Pyros, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Says, finally catching live show. Glad to be here. Glad that you are here. Thank you, Pyro. Appreciate that. Also, Native White signed up with Boehm as their fourth. Yes, saw that too. That is in, um, well, that's not in, but that will be in Roster Mania as well. Trust me, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. Seems like an understandable move for Native Red. Jins can agree with that, considering everything that's been going on. Um, Exile Tep, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So yeah, like I said, we'll talk about all this when we get to the Roster Mania stuff. We're still on the topic, though, so we're going to get back to that. Shall we? In Pool B, I have Complexity going up against G1. Okay? Complexity really showed the fuck up uh, when I didn't think they were going to, and that's on me. I will take that. They played very well, all things considered, especially their, like, fucking roster blow-up. So here's what I have for that. Game one was strongholds on live fire. Very back and forth with very large momentum swings throughout the game, but it was complexity coming out on top 250 to 196. Game two was Slayer on streets. We all hear that Slayer doesn't start until the 30 kill mark. Well, G1 got the lead and never looked back. They win the game 50 to 40. Game three was CTF and Aquarius. Complexity up 2-1. Huss makes an incredible flag run, executing all the necessary slides to quickly get his way back to the base and secure the game-tying flag capture. But almost immediately after that, Gilkey was able to complete the sneaky play of staying in the G1 base, getting a couple of kills of his own, and getting the counter cap to take the lead 3-2 and eventually lead the team to a victory. Game 4 was King of the Hill on streets. G1 with the bounce back game to force the game 5. Complexity really couldn't do much during this one. G1 having a 3-1 lead leading into the final minute of regulation. And then game five was Slayer and Empyrean. Even with a late game rocket grab by G1, it just wasn't enough to try and cut their four kill deficit against Complexity. Complexity handily take the game win 50 to 42 in the series three to two. Again, really, really big for Complexity here. Um, G1, for those who don't remember, picked up the Hive roster, X Avengers roster. Um, because they blew up their entire roster as well. Picked up a solidified team as it is. Uh, I had a little bit higher hopes for this G1 roster. Things obviously didn't pan out that way, but huge ups to complexity for fucking showing up and showing out. So can't knock him for that. Um, I'm the dominator and only son. <laughs> Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Hope you guys are having a great night. Will, did you have anything for complexity against G1? Uh, no. In pool C, Optic went up against status quo. Here is another shame. Here's another shame that this wasn't broadcasted literally at all. Um, I could not find a VOD of this match at all. So if anybody has a VOD or knows of a VOD of this, please let me know. I wasn't able to find anything. 
Optic did beat status quo 3-1, but if you go back and you actually look at the statistics for these, that's why the link in the show notes is to Halo Data Hive and the statistics for this series. It was way closer than you may think, even though Optic won 3-1. So much so, in fact, that uh, Optic actually took more damage than status quo as a roster did, which is kind of weird. And the kill differential was like only four or five between both teams. So like that was crazy. Dominator says Arlington was my first ever HCS event and had such a good time watching live. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you had a good time watching it live because the gameplay was great. Axelid. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Status quo roster. This event was so good. Such a likable group of guys. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. They're amazing. They are amazing. Um, it was on main stage, but not streamed. How fucking, oh my fuck, fuck, fuck. So fucking annoying, man. Magic streamed it. It was closer than one would think. It was closer. It was close. I think we all are, Snag. I think we all are. Did you see about Druck being dropped? Yes, Punisher, we did. It'll be later on in the show, in Roster Mania. We're in the topic currently. Um, yes, Riz, we were. We were. But what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And then in Pool D, we had Cloud9 go up against Native Red. The only game I want to talk about here was Game 5, which was Slayer on Aquarius. Yo, Trash Panda, great name. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Game 5 was Slayer on Aquarius. Cloud9 never lost the lead since the game started. Literally. They got the lead at the very beginning of the game. I think like the second kill, like they had the lead and they didn't lose it since. You don't see that very often. So that was pretty fucking cool. What's up, Brooks? Hey, um, speak now, Taylor's version. It's a banger. As somebody who never listened to speak now, like when speak now originally came out or whatever, but loves the song Enchanted. You can hate me all you want. Enchanted's a fucking banger. Um, the album's better than I thought it was. Better than I thought it would be. Haven't listened to it yet. Been waiting for some peace and quiet. Hey, I hear you, Brooks. I hear you. All I'm waiting for is 1989 Taylor's version. That's all I'm fucking waiting for. That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm waiting for. That's it. G1 got Suspector. What the fuck? They're breaking up that roster already? That's some bullshit. Man. Paul, it's because broadcast hasn't even started. They were trying to hurry up and finish pools on Saturday before broadcast starts. Yeah, because they're fucking dumb. Maybe that was a little too harsh. I just fuck. I can't. It irritates the living shit out of me that you have some of the most important pool play matches are being played and they're not being officially broadcasted. Like it fucking irritates the absolute shit out of me. So, Ikuza, I completely disagree with that statement. But hey, I'm also not that big of a Lil Yachty fan. But who am I, you know? I'm glad you enjoy it, though. I'm glad you do. It ain't for me. Um, so, winner's round one, Will. I'm going to move to champ bracket. All right. All right. Winners round one, we had Cloud9 go up against Shopify Rebellion. Talk about an unbelievable Cloud9 run in this tournament. 
an unbelievable cloud nine run. Game one was CTF on Aquarius. What looked to be everything going the way of Shopify. But before I even get into that, Smiley with the five gifted, you get a woo, 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 woo. Ridiculous. Thank you, sir. You're just gifting. My God, you're fucking Santa Claus. I'm this bitch. Christmas in July. <laughs> so. CTF and Aquarius would look to be everything going the way of Shopify, having a three, one lead cloud nine, put their foot on the gas quickly capturing back to back flags to tie the game three to three with only a couple minutes left on the game clock. Shopify are able to take the final lead of the game four to three and stop the last desperate push by cloud nine to take the game. Win smiley says, just wait till your 300th episode. Oh, don't you need to relax, relax smiley, whatever you do. It's greatly appreciated, but please like, you know, Relax. Um, I am Philip Fry. I am JK Fire. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Game two is Slayer on Live Fire. Well, if there was anything we learned heading into this series is that Cloud9 know how to get a lead and keep it in the Slayer game. C9 win 50 to 43 and tie the series up. Game three is King of the Hill on Streets. Shopify basically don't let Cloud9 get a word in edgewise as they take the game 2-0. Game four is Strongholds on Live Fire. Welcome to the complete opposite of game three, where this time it was cloud nine, not letting Shopify back into the game, winning 250 to 132. We have another game five on our hands, which was Slayer on Empyrean. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an overtime Slayer tied at 37-37 at the end of regulation. Another three minutes on the clock and the teams can now get to back to actually playing the game. In all seriousness, who doesn't love a nail biter of a game? Once both teams were tied 40 to 40 with overshield coming up, both teams make their move. And with both reign of Shopify and nemesis of cloud nine, having repulsor only one would prevail and it would end up being nemesis launching rain off the map and securing the fresh power up. But Shopify don't even allow nemesis to get into a fight with his new shields instead making him stay back and let it dwindle on its own. Kills continue to go back and forth between the teams, and it looked all but finished when Shopify get a three-kill lead heading into the final 30 seconds of overtime. 46 to 43, and a nemesis getting his head torn off without even realizing the spot he was standing. Which, for those who don't know, he was, like, so Overshield spawns bottom sword, now bottom heat wave, I guess technically you could say. He was on the ramp leading towards the tower side of Shopify. And he was just fucking standing there, not realizing that his head was just protruding out ever so slightly. Be like, hey guys, hey, I'm right here. And and Ryan Noob's like, I don't mind if I fucking do. And he took him out. But then, then all hell broke loose. Because on the other side of the map, three players on Shopify go down within milliseconds of one another, leaving Ryan Noob all alone on top of tower with the sniper. Cloud9 complete the collapse on Ryanu while also picking up a couple more kills along the way. They take the lead 49 to 47. And with the final five seconds of overtime counting down, Ryanu is picked off once again to finish the game and Cloud9 wins 50 to 48 in the series 3 to 2. That game was fucking bonkers. Like just the last the last 60 seconds of overtime were absolutely bonkers. I swear to God, and Riz and Snag 
and daddy, if you if you're all here still, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I swear to God, when I saw Nem get his head ripped off, I'm like, this game's over. Like, this game's over. Like there's there's they don't come back from that. And literally right after that moment, you look over to the left side of the map towards fucking Mauler spawn. And I mean, it, former mall. It's not. You get what I'm saying. Um, and the, it, three members of Shopify are just dead. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Riz says, "I told you, Cloud Nine was taking the whole turn. Get the fuck out of here, Riz." God damn it! You did say that. Also, they didn't take the whole fucking tournament. Pharaoh, welcome back. No, you didn't miss too much. We're in a part two of our Arlington Post show. A Blood Run, MNK, mouse and keyboard. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. What's up, Thug Nasty? Love you. Love you. Super proud of the SQ squad and how they performed. Um, and I hope you guys are able to be picked up by an organization fucking ASAP. Seriously. Winner's round. SSG went up against Optic Gaming. Will, I am. Nothing did. <laughs> Game one was oddball on streets. While the first two rounds were very back and forth, the third and final round was the stellar show. Getting triple kills, ball time, and putting up over 40 kills in the game to help lead SSG to victory. Snag says, Ken confirmed as you screamed it in my ear. Oh my god. Game 2 was Slayer on Live Fire. Even an early game self-betrayal stick by bound couldn't cost SSG this game. Do you see that happen? He fucking, he's mounting on, he's clambering up to top tower. And he fucking just throws a nade first before he clambers and it sticks himself in. He, oh, he fucking no. died. I'm like, dude, what the fuck you doing? It didn't even matter. It didn't matter. Nope. Talk about optic and their place. Remember when you were talking about this last week, uh, in their play style of waiting for the opposing team to make a mistake. This time it was optic with the quote unquote mistake. Now I say that in air quotes as it appeared as a well-coordinated push that simply didn't go their way. Instead, allowing for a four-kill SSG lead when the game was once tied 34-34. And at that point, it was over. SSG could get control of the sniper and heat wave and proceed to obliterate Optic. They win the game 50-40. to And then game three was CTF and Empyrean. The Optic Kryptonite strikes again, with SSG playing remarkable defense once going up 2-1 to one in the game. With Stellar grabbing a killing frenzy himself, you knew it was going to be a monumental feat if Optic were to bring this game back. And unfortunately for them, it just wasn't happening against this SSG roster. They sweep Optic in the winner round two. Anything you wanted to add for that one, Will? No, SSG just looking strong right off the bat. They did. And as we've seen more often than not, Anytime SSG go up against Optic, it's typically SSG taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's why I said the kryptonite strikes again, because that's really what it feels like. Um, but, hey, maybe this wouldn't be the end of Optic's run. Spoiler alert, it was. Still not a point blank rocket to the pillar, though. Fuck off. <sighs> Fuck off. The worst part is I didn't even see it again in that fucking tournament. I was so mad. <laughs> I'm like, please, please let somebody else do this. Uh, flexed win. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Let's move on to losers round one, which was quadrant going up against Shopify. All that I have here, all that I have here is quadrant getting revenge for their world's loss and holding on to that feeling to feed that will to win. We talked about it last week. I really want to hit this point home again. 
the thing that made me believe that Quadrant had what it took to break into that top four, which is where I had the, which is I, where I predicted them being for this tournament, was finally getting top four. When I knew that they could do it, like wholeheartedly knew, is after that series where it was, you know, Ascend basically getting revenge on E United at the time, right? From Worlds. And when the players manifest that, when when the players manifest that and they know what they need to do and they use that to fuel them to win, oh man, there's like there's no stopping them at that point. There's no fucking stopping them at that point. So congratulations to them for beating Shopify. They beat them 3-1. They knock Shopify out of the tournament. They get the revenge. Really fucking cool to see. Their tournament continues. Honestly, Quadrant feel like a less matured version of SSG. Sentinels feel like a less matured version of FaZe. Ikuza, I'm glad you mentioned the less matured aspect of it because that's my problem with Quadrant. That's my problem with Quadrant. And I, I, they're going to get better. Like they should, they should just get better. But when we, when we're going to talk about the optic quadrant series, that's going to take place later. When we're, when we talk about that, both teams made some bone fucking headed plays in that series to the point. And I talked about last week, I'll talk about again to the point where like I asked, I asked you guys, did do quadrant want to win this? Do optic even want to win this? Like it was plays like that. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And if quadrant can just fix some of their underlying issues, I think they're too aggressive at times. I think they peak when they don't need to peak. I think they push when they don't need to push. I think that there are times when they're just in bad positions, all things that you can learn from all things that you can get better from. Absolutely. So that that's when I'm glad that you brought up the less matured version. That's what I feel. Finally made it back to a live show. Hell yeah, Colonel. Welcome back. With the five-month resub, you get a woo! Greatly appreciated. Losers round two. Sentinels went up against Native Red. Game one. Strongholds on live fire. Coming back from a nearly 200-point deficit. Sentinels go on a massive run and prevent the last few desperate pushes from Native Red. They win the game 250 to 239. That game was fucking crazy, too. Game two is Slayer on Streets. Sentinels nearly giving this one away to Native Red in the last couple minutes of play, but it was Spartan with a double kill from a single rocket to propel his team to victory 50 to 47. And then game three was Oddball on Live Fire. Native Red win the first round with uh, after going to time. Sentinels answer right back and win the second round, but now we have a technical difficulty leading to a wait for it. Full game reset. Uh, okay. Regardless, Sentinels win back-to-back rounds and the win the game 2-0, technically 3-1, if we're being real about it, and the series 3-0. I don't know what happened, but like literally Sentinels won a round. Well, Native Red won the first round, Sentinels won the second round, and then there was a technical difficulty. So I would think that the next team, like they're going to reset the game, obviously, but the first team to get a round win wins the game. No, they did a full fucking game reset. They made him play through both rounds. Huh. 
So I don't I don't know what happened there, but whatever. Either way, Sentinels won that game, uh, won that series. Good for them. They knocked Native Red out of the tournament. Yeah, sure enough. They Sentinels, especially Spartan. No, like nothing against the other players, but like definitely Spartan felt like he was on one this event. Mm-hmm. Losers round three. Sentinels won up against Cloud Nine. The Cloud Nine Cinderella story ends here, folks. Game two was Slayer on Empyrean. I'm not. I don't need. Unless you have something for game one, I don't need to talk about game one. Holy moly. 19 to 3 start in favor of Sentinels. 19 to 3? Yeah, I'm sorry, Cloud9, but there's no way in hell you're coming back into this one. Sentinels get their steak dinner with a 50 to 27 win. In game three with Strongholds on Live Fire. Now, Cloud9 tried to make this one a fight, but Sentinels were just too strong. Sentinels win 250 to 117 in the series in another 3-0 sweep. They eliminate Cloud9 from the tournament. What's up, cute? Welcome back. Pharaoh says, uh, you guys see the top 10 plays of the tournament video? Yes, it's in the community creation section of this show. Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point show notes in chat, Pharaoh. It's there. Baby! Here we go. Mm. Quadrant Optic Gaming. Game one was King of the Hill on streets. Now, let me let me paint the picture for everybody here. This was a home event for Optic Gaming. Optic Gaming, in some minds, including ours, they were the favorites heading into this tournament. I thought that home crowd was going to be too much. I thought the vibes were going to be on their side. That was that. The loser of this series would be sent home with a fifth, sixth finish. And if we're keeping track of predictions, I predicted optic to win the whole thing and quadrant to get fourth. So one of these is going to be wrong. Yeah. Very wrong. And I couldn't be happier with the result. Game one was King of the Hill on streets. Quadrant go up 2-0 fairly early within the game, all for Optic to bring it back and tie things up. Both teams tie once again, and we're heading into overtime with the Sea Hill 3-3. APG is unable to clean up an overextending legend, and Lucid pushes a little too far with a fresh set of rockets, which allows Quadrant to capitalize, get the numbers advantage, and take the final hill capture to win the game 4-3. Okay. Didn't make it to Champ Sunday. No, they did not, LVT. No, they did not. Also, shout out you. Shout out you and the crew. I want everybody to keep in mind that when you're when I'm watching these series, when I'm watching these games and I see these plays happen, when I, when I mentioned earlier that both teams made boneheaded mistakes, that was one example, okay? Game two was Slayer on Empyrean. Knowing how game three goes, this series could have easily been a 3-0 by way of Quadrant if only they didn't let their eight-kill lead get away from them. Oh, it also helps if you don't let Lucid get Sniper, Heatwave, and Overshield without much resistance. Optic tie the series up after a dominant Slayer win. Smiley with the gifted sub, you get a woo! Game three was Strongholds on Live Fire. I literally don't need to talk about this. The streak continues. They're now 12-0 and 0 
At this point in time, Quadrant are now 12 and 0 in Strongholds games on land. Okay? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Forgot to say the green shirt delivered as Swole Daddy and the concierge was so confused. Are you Swole Daddy? Yes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, anyone remember the last team to win Strongholds versus Quadrant on land and when? Uh, it was had to be two events ago. Over two two event over two events ago had to have been right. Because when spoiler alert when uh Quadrant went up against SSG later on in the tournament that series did not have a Strongholds in it. Correct. Game four was CTF on Argyle. Sorry, Quadrant. But this was the optic everyone was waiting to see since that blunder of a 3-0 loss against SSG. ABG flanking around to get the kills and the flagpole, all while Lucid is popping heads off with the sniper, securing the first flag capture of the game, and Lucid secures a killing frenzy of his own. This is now optic series to lose. Game five was Slayer on Streets. What I want everybody to do after this episode is over, I want everybody to go and watch that game five game. I want everybody to go watch that game five Slayer on Streets. Because this had all the emotions and some of the weirdest things I've seen teams do. Okay? What in the actual fuck was this game? Did Optic want to lose? Did Quadrant want to lose? Let's break it down. Lucid sitting in red room, okay? Lucid sitting in red room. All well, SLG and Legend both do not check the corner, yet Quadrant are still able to tie the game 11 to 11? Legend and SLG continually pushing and peeking when one shot clearly not having the advantage. Trippy sitting on the boxes back A while Legend again does not check the corner, leading to a backspack. Optic with the lead, 45 to 43 and Sika trapped in the cubby bottom B stairs. I swear to God, too many players find a way to get stuck there. Fucking move. B stairs, right? B yeah. stairs, the area directly next to it. The little cubby right fucking there. If, if you're fighting on to B, you have nowhere else to back down unless you like try to run around to mid, which is always dangerous. You're a sitting duck. In that spot. Yeah, the, I think the hope is is that you get there and your teammates can look over you for anyone trying to look over, be rail, jump out, be rail. It's one of those you're kind of dead no matter what you do. You might as well give your teammates a chance to do something about it. It's just so annoying. VDSL, thank you for the follow and frag out. Welcome to you both, as a matter of fact. So. Again. Optic have the lead 45 to 43. Sick is trapped in that cubby. This game surely has to be over now, right? Nope. Wrong. Quadrant have three players sitting back towards A or Cafe PD side with Legend trying to remain sneaky and set up a play for his team by C steps. Okay. He's straight chilling. Okay. Again, he's basically all alone, a sitting duck. Trippy does in fact spot him, but it's all too late. Chick melee kills Trippy. APG isn't able to remote detonation legend, but instead gets killed by a bulldog wielding SLG. Sika finishes off formal and Lucid is forced to rotate out towards A. Quadrant pushes out to get the kills on the spawning Trippy and APG. They take the lead 49 to 48. 
One final push against Optic is all that is needed, and it happens. Lucid goes down. Quadrant win 50 to 48, eliminating Optic from their home tournament with a fifth, sixth placing and making history with the best placing of an international team in an international event ever in, in a guaranteed fourth. It was huge for them. I mean, if you look back at that last final moments of oh that my game, God, um, you know, <laughs> APG is sitting, what do they call that? Subway or Ivy tram tram. Yeah. Yeah, Tram. And, like, he's poking out and getting some damage done, and he's getting damage done onto him as well. Yeah. And I think it was just so smart of Quadrant. They waited to have that Bulldog. Yep. They got APG somewhat weak, so and they pushed with two, knowing he was isolated there. The rest of the players of Optic go down, except for Lucid. They have the information on where he is. They turn around out of Tram and just move through purple and cafe with that bulldog. They were then able to grab the, grab the stalker. Cause that came up at the same time when APG was holding that position. Mm -hmm. So they got the power weapons and just rolled through the rest of the team. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Josh predicted all this just saying, I absolutely did not, but I appreciate that. This tournament made me a quadrant fan big time. What is showing? Hey, fucking ride that wave, man. Was it SLG? You said they practiced for this scenario and made a play call. It very well could have been. Yeah. Um, but Something that also needs to be said that I don't think a lot of emphasis is being put on is that Quadrant, an EU team, had just eliminated a top three North American team. That same North American team previously won back-to-back-to-back -back -back lands, one of them being a world championship. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's it's fucking cool that Quadrant beat Optic. That's insane. It was at their home event, but they they, they fucking beat they beat them. And you you look at what they did before the previous uh, LAN event, right? Yep. Where they came, they boot camped, they got some stuff worked out. These guys seem to never stop practicing. They three owed Optic in pools, and they proceeded to get beaten by Optic in the same exact position in a game five. Yes, at Dallas. Yep. So it's. They're putting in the work and it's showing and it's great to see. Dude, unfucking believable run by them. And something I want to add here right now too is that I talked to Gaskin after um after Optic were eliminated from the tournament. I asked him, like, so who do you have taken the whole thing then? He said, Oh, phase at this point. And I'm like, okay. And he says, I believe Quadrant, their run ends here. Um and, and then I asked him, like, how do you how do you think, like, how did this happen? Like, what, what do you think happened here? And he's like, well, um, and I'm paraphrasing for him. And I believe I talked about this last week, but he was talking about how they've had opportunities. Like they've played optic before, right? They've had these opportunities before against optic. So they're able to learn about more of what optic does. So they're able to prepare better against optic. Hmm. And because of that, they were able to take advantage and inevitably win the series. It's just the thing that gets me is in the thing that I, that we need optic to do. And obviously quadrant as well is that I, when I was watching this happen, when I went back and watched it today and when I watched it live during the weekend, all I could think about was how are you letting them get away with these plays? Like some of the plays that quadrant were making, how is optic letting them get away with this? I, I, I was dumbfounded by certain plays that were being made. And 
like I said, I'm super happy that Quadrant did it. Like, I'm so fucking happy they did it. Um, Because clearly they put in the work. It's just, it was weird to me that a team, a team that we know, like, they focus a lot more on the setup side of things and they, they wait for teams to make mistakes. When Quadrant were making the mistakes, they weren't capitalizing on it as much as they used to. And that's why when they go up against uh when they when they go up against SSG later on in the tournament, they get fucking blown out. Like they faced a team that wouldn't let them get away with that stuff anymore. That clearly were were well better prepared to like, oh, you're gonna do that? No, 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 no. We're no, we're not laying into that. So this this is why I want both teams to clean up. And obviously I bet they will, because we, we talk about all the time. All we want is for competition to get better at the top, you know, for all these teams to be fighting for these top spots. And now we have another, we have another player in that competition and that's quadrant. And arguably if Sentinels keep on their progression path and hopefully this wasn't like a, hopefully this wasn't a one event wonder type deal. I don't think it is. I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but like, you know, we talk about it in Call of Duty, right? Where a team makes a drastic roster change and teams aren't teams aren't prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And so that that one team, like a rocker, plays really well when they pick up that one player, but then the next event, people figure them out already. So I hope that's not the case with the Sentinels in this regard because, again, Spartan is on one. Yeah, he, he's been playing incredible sense. Even just watching him in matchmaking, he's he's I feel like he's just at the top of his game again. Absolutely. It feels so good seeing him there too. Like I just, I want to see them progress so much. And then cloud nine with their unbelievable run this event as well. Like as long as these teams just continually, as long as these teams continue to stick together and work things out, I want to see them. I want to see them excel. I want to see them get better. I want to see them go higher up in the standings. Like I just, I want it so much. I want it so much. And again, Thug, that's why I really hope that you that you and the team are able to get on an org because what you guys were able to do, fight your way through open bracket, get into pool play, have a close series with Optic as well. Like, I just hope that you guys are able to stick together, work through the shit, you know, come back even stronger for the next one. That's what I hope. Um, Alyssa Loves Games, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. They did want that win so fucking bad. Shit is thick right now. Is is that a good or a bad thing? I don't, I don't know, man. We're figuring it out. Okay, all right. Part two. Yeah, collect. We're talking about the gameplay, bud. Talk about the gameplay. The good shit. The event was bad shit. We're talking about the good shit now with the gameplay. Oh. So again, congratulations to Quadrant. That was insane, insane, and they made history. Moving on to losers round four. We had Quadrant go up against Sentinels. You should have heard what he said about you. What the fuck did I say about Collect other than I think he's amazing? And I'm I'm really sorry for the shit that's happened with Native, man. I'm really sorry for the shit that's happened with Native. Native, I was so... I was so looking forward to you guys competing with the full roster, like shout out Trey for being able to step in. But man, I was so looking forward to you guys being able to do the full roster. Man, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. It sucks so hard. JK said you should one V one. I'm on Plaza. I mean, solitude. He would annihilate me. How would that even be fun for me? I'd get fucking a anni- I wouldn't even get one kill on him. Guaranteed. 
Guaranteed wouldn't even get one kill on collect. Guaranteed. All right. Quadrant against Sentinels. You have Sentinels on one side, a refreshed team looking to make a statement. And on the other side, you have Quadrant, not satisfied with top four, wanting to make further history and fight for that top three. Game one was CTF on Argyle. I feel so damn bad for Boo Boo here. Gets the triple kill, allowing his teammate to pull the flag just to have his grapple malfunction, which would have surely made for a 2-0 flag run. Can you believe that shit? I recall this, but I don't at the same time. It, he literally just got a triple. They pull the flag and he throws it to Boo Boo and Boo Boo had grapple. It touched the fucking flag. Did it, did it pull him to it? Versus no, it the, barely pulled the flag and then it just let go. Oh, it's like it got stuck. It's like, uh, uh, oh, fuck. I wonder if there's one of the, uh, um, what the word, what's the freaking word? I'm like a texture down there that it, like, uh, geometry, geometry, fucking geometry fucking book or a rock just sitting there, dude. I don't know what the fuck happened. It was, it sucked. It just sucked. And after eventually going up to, oh, Quadrant proceed to get back-to-back captures of their own, evening the game 2-2. And with that, it's time for an overtime round. Actually, fuck that. It's time for a sudden-death game replay. Yep. Quadrant get the uh, the hot start, and Chick runs the game-winning flag in. Yo, Trunks. Hey. What's up, Jeff? Good to see you. Hope you're having a good one. Love you, man. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, game two is Slayer on Live Fire. Spartan was not happy with that game loss, putting his team on his back with an 18, seven and 10 performance while also serving up that steak dinner, winning 50 to 29. It probably collided with the ramp above the flag. I don't fucking care. Smiley. Like, I know you're trying to provide analysis into how, how this happened. I want the game to fucking function. That's what I want. I always want the game to work. I want Boo Boo to fucking snatch that flag and start running. You know what I mean? And no, it didn't fucking happen because the game's like, fuck you, Boo Boo. You ain't taking my Boo Boo. <laughs> game three was Strongholds on Streak. Yeah, uh, streak? Streak. Hey, talking about streaks. Hey. Strongholds on Streets and the streak continues. Now 13-0. and 0. But holy hell, did Sentinels keep this one close? But close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Quadrant win 250 to 226. That game, like, we're watching that. And, like, you see Sentinels making a run. I'm like, is this going to fuck? No way. Is this going to fucking happen? Is this is this going to be the game that Quadrant lose in Strongholds? No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Game four. King of the Hill on live fire. Wow. Hit me with a... Hit me with a wow, Will. Oh, uh, uh, wow. What a game. <laughs> Heading into overtime, the game was tied 3-3. Three to three. Sentinels have a commanding lead on the final hill at sea. A commanding lead. But somehow, someway, Quadrant are able to keep Sentinels on the respawn screen. They grab the new overshield and continue to their progress at sea. Sika waits to pop the overshield until the perfect time allowing his team to continue grabbing progress within the hill. Quadrant stop any remaining push that Sentinels have. They win the game 4-3, to three, the series 3-1, to one, and continue to absolutely stun the crowd with their now top three finish again, making history twice within the same fucking weekend. 
Wow. Just holy shit. And it's it's moments like those that make me excited for that Sentinels roster, that make me excited for that Quadrant roster, for just things to improve upon and get better at for the next event. And the next event is only a short month away. Less than that, actually. So very much looking forward to it. Um, winner's final. Hero says pretty much all of sense losses were too close. Agreed. Agreed with that, man. That's why I said they just need to clean up some things. As long as they can clean the things up, like I expect them to, they'll be looking pretty for the next one, hopefully. Winner's final was phased against SSG. Game one, strongholds on live fire. Down 100 points. 191 to 91. SSG are able to put their heads together and bring the game right back. Not only stopping there, but taking the lead in the game one win, 250 to 214. Winner's final was the grand final we deserved. You know, we'll talk about it. Game two is Slayer on Streets. SSG maintained their momentum from game one, taking the lead and keeping it from the beginning of the game to win 50 to 40. FaZe are going to have to do something drastic to stay and win, to try and win this series back from an SSG team who is eyeing something greater than second this event. Game three was CTF on Argyle. FaZe with the lead throughout the entire game. But SSG with the back-to-back flag caps, one being with no time remaining on the game clock, we have an overtime round. And in that overtime round, nothing but some top-tier scrappy Halo gameplay with the top two teams in the world. Still no flag caps, though. Time for yet another Argyle CTF reset. And finally, after what I believe to be around 20 minutes of in-game time total, FaZe get the game-winning flag capture, making this a series. And this... This, ladies and gentlemen, what's up, Shirzy? Welcome back. And Ash, welcome back as well. This, ladies and gentlemen, is why I said that this map and mode combination is Infinite's version of Fathom CTF from Halo 5. Because of all the resets? All the resets and stalemates. Do you think there's anything they can do to fix it? I don't even know if anything needs to be fixed. I just think this, it's just a comparison I made. It just feels like it's this rendition of that. Do you enjoy the competitive play on the map? I enjoy the competitive play on the map. I just wish the games ended sooner, but I mean, it's, it's also kind of a cool thing to witness two great teams battle head to head and not being able to like fucking, you know, yeah. Get through. Um, uh, fresh. I did predict that fifth and sixth for Arlington. If they had their full rosters, I mean, technically, I, I mean, I did with Bohm on the roster for Native Red have them taking 5th, 6th as well, but I had them both 5th, 6th. So, it is what it is. Argyle is a perfect example of why big is not always better unless you ask my ex in which she's... Oh, okay, we're not going to read the rest of that. We'll, we'll leave that. All right, we'll leave that there. Yikes. But no, I don't, I don't necessarily think something needs to change. I am looking forward to the change now where Camo's gone. For the for the continuum transfunctioner. So I'm looking forward to that change. Yeah. Because I think that could get rid of the the camo stalemates that happen. Um and yeah, we'll see what happens there. Maybe maybe that actually speeds up the game. You know? Keeping teams more on their toes throughout. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait wait and see. Game four is oddball on streets. After an SSG round one win, Phaser once again on the back foot and being down 12 points with only 32 seconds left on the game clock is not a great state to be in. But Phaser able to flip that switch 
and proceed to send SSG to the respawn screen one at a time, all while getting that precious ball time to eventually take the lead by one second and allowing the game clock to expire, winning the second round. A rocket being whiffed by Eco on a pushing snakebite into Tram allows FaZe to regain control on what appeared to be an impenetrable setup by SSG. FaZe then complete the setup of their own, securing the final seconds needed to win the round and tie the series 2-2. Two to two. In Game 5 with Slayer on Livefire. The turning point in this game was the mid-game overshield play by both teams. What appeared to be yet another OS flub by way of FaZe with SSG gaining control of the power-up and punching it into their chest, it was a late plasma grenade stick by Renegade onto Penguin to complete the drain, uh, to completely drain away the OS and send Penguin to the respawn screen. FaZe are able to take their first real lead of the game and hold onto it for dear life. Time expires and FaZe complete the reverse sweep in the winner's final. In the loser final, we had SSG go up against Quadrant. And this is where I say that Quadrant would not be allowed to make the same mistakes against SSG and get away with them. SSG dominated the series. They sent Quadrant home with that top three finish. And yeah, again, no strongholds that series. And then the grand final. Phase against SSG. Game one, King of Hill on live fire. From the moment this game started, this series felt a little different. Phase win at four to one. Game two is Slayer on Aquarius. Another instance of a team gaining the lead at the beginning and never letting up. This time by way of phase, they win 50 to 45. Game three was strongholds on streets. Oh no. Remember when I said that this series felt different from game one? Well, phase this, they win this one. 250 to 66. 250 to 66. Game four is oddball on live fire. To put things into perspective here, SSG needed to win four games in a row to even send this to a bracket reset in the grand final. Luckily for them, they start this game off perfectly with 51 seconds of uncontested ball time in the first round. But then FaZe, again, flip that switch. And even when it looked like the round was locked in for SSG, FaZe were able to scrape by and win the round 193. Suffice to say, this series is all but over. And with both teams at the 47-point mark in the second round, Bounds started to windmill his shots against Snakebite at back green. It was at this point that I personally knew that this game and series was chalked for SSG. And then FaZe took the lead, won the game, won the tournament, and come was sprayed on the main stage screens in celebration. The semen fireworks, remember? <laughs> Guys, seven. That's how many games FaZe won in a row to win this tournament. The first three in a reverse sweep of the winner's final and the final four in the grand final sweep. This phase team, like we talked about last week, feels like the CLG Optic Talk Sentinels roster from the H5 days. And that is an unbelievably scary thought, regardless of the team being three-fourths of that original roster. Oh. Wow. Something I was curious about. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the this might, screens? I know. <laughs> this might be off base. I don't know. Um, but the losers finals against quadrant, they dominated it so well. Did mm-hmm. they like relax too much going into this grand final? I don't, I hope not, like, man. You know, if there was, if that, if that series would have been a three, one or three, two, would they have had that extra energy to keep going? I have no uh, idea. All I know is that, and this is like this, I'm not trying to dunk on bound or anything. He's fucking, he'd be better. He's better than I'll ever be. It, when I, when that windmill happened at back green, I'm like, okay. That's that's almost a sign like losing the fundamentals. Fundamentals a little bit. It just it, it just felt it it oh it was at that point that I'm like this okay, this game's done. Like was, they're not coming back from this now. Because now don't not only do they have to win that game, they have to win three more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you see that happen, anybody can do it. Like any pro can any, any that can happen to any pro out there. But in that moment, in that moment. At that point in the game, when everything is on the line, and it's not it's not his fault. Like, it's a team game. That's the thing that people don't... I don't think people realize that as much as they should. It is a team game. Like, you win and lose as a team. If you don't play as a team, you're going to fucking lose any every time. But when that moment happened, I'm like, oh, no. It was bad. It was bad. Bounce mom jinxed them. Oh, I heard about that, yeah. Did you hear about that? No. Bound's mom, I mean, credit to her. She's trying to gas up her son. Uh, like, Bound's mom was talking shit. Um, after, Great. was it after 3-0 in Quadrant? Was it after 3-0 in Quadrant, or am I am I wrong on that? Or was it after 3-0-ing, um, was it after 3-0-ing Optic? I forget. It was after Quadrant? Okay. Yeah, she's like, we did it to them. We'll do it to these guys, too. And I'm like, oh, no, you're in for a world of hurt if you think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, she, like I said, she's trying to gas up her son. I'm not going to fucking throw shade at Bounce Mom. You know? Uh, so, yeah, sometimes all it takes is a momentum-shifting play, though. It, it, You're not wrong, Snag, and it really did feel like at that moment, when, when Bound windmill the shots, I'm like, that's fucking. Oh no, this is <laughs> over. It's over. You're not coming back from that. Yeah. Especially against a team that literally won Dallas. Like you're not coming back from that. And you're you're already down three zero in the series. You know. It, ah fuck. Good to hear, sure enough. And that's why I said, like people people are mean. You know what I mean? Like she's just trying to gas up her son. Leave her be. that's the big thing though. It's like, at least she's there to watch her son compete. Like at least she's, at least parents are there to support like that. You don't see that all the time. And it's really fucking cool to see now. So shout out to all the moms and the dads and the step parents that are out there fucking watching their, uh, watching their uh, fucking spawn. (laughs) What fuck have I tried to say? Sons and daughters compete. Like that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Seriously. Um, and daddy, I know, I know you meant no disrespect. I'm just saying for in general, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. So everybody understands, like leave it all on the playing field. You know what I mean? All right. That's all I got for the, the series recaps there brackets and all the VODs and the photo albums are included. 
Shout out David Sandman, one of the photographers for the event. Um, everything's included in the Google Doc, the show notes of the show, exclamation point, show notes in chat. Check out all the links. They're all there. And uh, if you wanted to check out any of those series, um, at least the ones that had VODs associated with them, those links are attached as well to each of the series that we talked about in the show notes. So feel free to check them out. They're all in there. Try to make it easy for you. That's for the topic. Well, we're ready to get to some competitive news. Clutch is about to put people on blast. This is my clutch. I almost, I almost stated, like I almost named this. I almost headlined this as clutch is about to go full Kevin Durant. Um, <laughs> but Kevin Durant doesn't use his burner anymore. He, he's just straight up on. He's so just, yeah, going for it. Shout out Kevin Durant. Um, also, Kevin Durant gets too much fucking hate. Dude's a superstar. All right. He says, Clutch says, I need to make a burner. Some of y'all need a few words. Hopefully not me. Hopefully I don't need a few words. I feel like I told it straight up how it is last episode, but you know, whatever. Who am I? So there you go. Um, <laughs> says, Hey, one of them got a good shot of us in there. Much appreciated. Riz says, yeah, my forehead looks great. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe that that picture happened. So that that was awesome. Really fucking cool. Do you know what day it was on in the album? I think it was I think it was Saturday. We were standing in the feature station. Yeah, Saturday. We we're standing in the feature stations. Kevin Durant went to Texas. Boo, hashtag Texas uh, tech grad here. Okay. Shout out Kevin Durant, like I said. So yeah, Clutch might put people on blast by making a burner account. So stay tuned for that if that ever happens. Maybe we'll have a new segment for his burner. <laughs> Great. You're wearing your new gobble.com shirt. I was wearing my HCS ProTalk shirt. See, we're repping. We're repping, baby. Ascending Baseline partners with Why Not, a.k.a. Tony, is by Ascending Baseline. We're thrilled to announce our official partnership with the one and only Why Not Be Reckless. Get ready to witness his exceptional casting skills as he joins us for numerous events throughout the year. Ascending Baseline is all about fostering a competitive community for Halo players at every skill level, empowering their growth both in and out of game. And with Tony by our side, we're ready to take it to the next level. Fuck yeah, daddy. Tools goes down under. This is by Tools. He says, I want to do a grassroots tournament for Aussie Halo. The tournament starts at sundown and ends at sunrise to maximize viewership. I think it's important to have grassroots tournaments to help nature, uh, nurture talent in the region. If any Australia TOs are interested, bang the line. And uh, I added AU Halo, so hopefully, uh, Lunchy, you're fucking banging that line. SSG looks for feedback for the Global Invitational. This is by Unit Sean. Daddy, I love that idea. Clutches cynical communications. It's a good one. We'll lock it in. We'll lock it in if we can find his burner. I'll DM him and be like, hey, what's your burner tag so we can fucking include this segment of the show? It's a burner for a reason. I don't fucking care. We won't, you know, maybe we'll rename it something else then. Can you think of something else, Daddy, to not make it so, ex like, obvious that it's clutch as shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck if I Okay. This is a really, 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 really cool thing that SSG are doing. They're looking for feedback ahead of their event to make the event as good as it possibly can be. Guys, I know if you go back and listen to last episode 294, I was very critical and very negative about the spectator experience at Arlington. I thought it was fucking abysmal. 
I stand by it. I still think it's terrible. Like my opinion has not changed even like sitting with it for a week. It was awful. But what SSG are doing, I cannot commend them enough for everything that they've been doing and everything that appears that they're going to do. It was asked last week uh, because I had mentioned that part of this event, the SSG, the global invitational presented by SSG, part of the event is going to be free for everybody that wants to attend. Somebody asked in chat, where did you hear that? Is that real? It is. It's in the waypoint article for the event. It is 1000% real. The part with the feature stations and all the activities and the merch booths and everything is 100% free to attend if you are in the area. No cost of entry. None. If you buy a ticket, then you also get access to the venue directly next to it where the main stage is and the main broadcast is. But everything else is free. Randy, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So Unit Sean reached out to the community. It's it's at the beginning of August, uh, Alyssa. The beginning of August in Salt Lake City, Utah. Did they discuss if other orgs will be present? Uh, Thug, I think I have it in a reply here. We'll talk about it shortly. So again, SSG looks for feedback for the global invitation. This is by Unit Sean. Sean says, our team has been focusing on making sure that our SLC Halo event is a unique and memorable experience for everyone. To the pros and fans who plan on attending or those watching the broadcast, what can we do to make this experience the best for you? All suggestions are welcome and we will try and make it happen within reason. So Ash has asked, have water for the players or allow outside drinks. I am scared to add up how much I spent on waters for my guys at the Optic Major paying $4 a bottle in the venue. Sean says, that's easy and will be done. Kevin says, autograph stations, meet and greet stations for fans to meet pros in an organized way. Less crowds in small areas and not have pros stop things themselves. Merch stations for all orgs versus a content creator station. Sean said, very doable. Confliction said, Make it feel like an old MLG event if possible. Have a small side station for Smash Brothers. Have another station with classic tube TVs and Halo 1 2v2s. Stuff like that makes it feel bigger than just HCS. Pro and Joe mix and match 4v4s with silly settings. Sean says, I like this. We'll see what's possible. Lucas said, some small side tournaments in the underground. I know tons of local folks who would come by and play and hang out and learn more, even if it was just for playing for a t-shirt. Sean said, bring them all. We can make that happen. Spartan said, access to water for players, whether on stage, feature stage, or warm-up area, allowing players outside food or drinks. It does get kind of annoying every event watching all the staff have catering, but the players are expected to go hours without food at times. The Optic event, uh, the staff had catering, and we couldn't even bring food into the venue, LMAO. But real quick before I read Sean's remark, Scherzi I remember talking to you and Gaskin after the event about the whole catering thing and how you guys didn't even get food at some points in time, which is also pretty fucking shitty. Sean replied to Spartan, access to water and snacks will be always available at both venues, and there are no issues with outside food at either venue for players. 
Wow. Ash says, for the online watching experience, please try to make sure no matches go unshown. And Sean says, we'll try our best to show all matches. We will have four streams running for Friday and most of Saturday. And Tex asks, having a screen with bracket be available would be nice to have in a few places around the venue. Tired of my phone dying from it, from it on that page. Sam, who also works for SSG, replied with, I'll one-up you. We're looking to provide a screen for bracket and stats from the most recent games. Um, I did notice you didn't say anything about the uh, merch boost in there. Yes, but I think Ash said that they did say that there will be more. I wanted to clarify because what I had read is SSG responded with other organizations are welcome to have booths, but they did not. They're not required to. They're not required to, but they did not clarify if they would be there or not either. They said sure. they are welcome to. So Doesn't I don't sound wanna, like they're required to. But yeah, I don't want to set an expectation of them saying, yeah, other booths are welcome means that they will be there. Yes. Yep. So there you go. There's there's a better answer for you right there. Um, I'll never get to relive SQ versus Optics thanks to coverage. I know. It's fucking annoying. It appeared others were not even welcome in Arlington. And I thug, mm-hmm. I reached out to SSG because I thought we were missing something and they said, we will not have merch at this event, but we will at, we will at every, we will at all the others, which, and again, I don't want to make an assumption because I don't know everything that took place there, but like if you, again, I don't want to make the assumption. It's just in my gut. I feel like something was said that this was an optic event. And they barely had any merch there anyway. What a fucking. God, I'm going on a tangent again. That that event was fucking terrible. Um, go listen to the last episode. Yeah, go listen to the Yeah, please go listen to the last episode if you want to hear me rant for like an hour and a half on how terrible the event was from a spectator experience because it was fucking awful. Um, but back to the fu- back to the positive here. Again, I need to give a massive massive shout out to Sean and everybody on the SSG team for trying to make this event the best it possibly can be. Especially after the bad taste that Arlington left in my mouth, not including the cum on the screens. Not letting that one go. I will never let that go because it was fucking stupid. What's a frag out? Pause. What? The what? The fuck? The, the white fake fireworks they had on the screens for celebrating the grand finals when for phase at Arlington, it looked like people were, it looked like fucking cum was, was exploding on the screen. How did you know that cum left a bad taste? That's actually a good point. I don't know that. And now I'm going to be held to that. You know what I mean? I was, you know, I was just trying to make a fucking, God damn it. You did not see that. Go watch the broadcast. Go watch the broadcast. What's up, Meek? Welcome back. Congratulations on winning the graphics card, by the way. Uh, go watch the broadcast for the, for the a stream on champ Sunday. It's briefly shown like after phase win, it's briefly shown there was no, there was no fire, like actual fireworks or like sparklers or anything like that. There was no confetti. There was nothing. It was literally like white fake fireworks on the screens and it looked like cum. It was awful. Oh my God. Load. It looks like cum. 
just be with me here, okay? God damn it. But again, huge, huge, huge shout out to SSG. It really feels like they're trying to put on the best event they possibly can. And I want nothing but the best for them. Because there is very rare a time, especially now, where you have somebody reaching out and being like, hey, this event hasn't even happened yet. How do we make it the best it can possibly be for you? Regardless if you're attending in person or if you're watching online, how can we make this thing the best it can possibly be for you? And that, that already goes a very, very long way. It makes me feel very happy for what the, for that organization, for what they do for this scene. Just, they deserve all the praise they can get. And I really hope the, I hope the event goes off without a hitch. I really do. I still can't get it out of my mind that they're allowing basically half or even more than half of the event is free for everybody to attend if they want to. Like that's fucking insane. So the only, it was asked if we had any thoughts for feedback for them and somebody reached out. I'm blanking on who, so I apologize, but I had, I told this individual, um, Hey, make sure you add, because they were wondering the same thing. I said, make sure you add that as a reply to that tweet. Let them, let your feedback be heard. So I want to add to it and say that um, we know that there's going to be probably exclusive merch that is available. All I hope is that for those that are not able to attend in person, that it's available online. Um, so those that still are not able to attend are able to get that memorabilia, like to, Hey, I, I still watch this. I was still, I tried to be a part of this. Um, so allow allowing exclusive merch to be able to be purchased online the same time it's available to be purchased at the venue um, and not making it fucking behind a dumbass paywall for a subscription of a membership. That doesn't mean jack shit. Put two and two together. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's an easy one to figure. It's out. an easy one to figure out. So, That's all I'll say. I like, I I've liked all the other um, suggestions. There are a lot more suggestions as well within that tweet. So still, if you at home watching live, checking out the VOD, listen to the audio version. If you have suggestions for how to make this event better, it's less than a month away. They can still act on these things. Let your voice be heard in a constructive, respectful manner. The original tweet is linked in the Google doc of the show notes. It's in the description of everywhere as well. Go add your response to it. If nothing's been said yet for what you want, let your voice be heard. Let your voice be heard. Um, then we have some Tashi's tantalizing tidbits, Will. Oh, yeah. To end out the competitive news segment, we have uh, Gerbinder said, uh, when are we switching up some of the maps for ranked? Might not be popular, but, but the new Behemoth, Bazaar, and Catalyst would be a nice change from always getting the OG maps. Again, this is ranked, not HCS. This is just ranked. Tashi replied, Catalyst will return next for ranked with some weapon and spawn updates. But then Tools replied, 
Does that mean Catalyst Flag might come back into the HCS rotation sometime? Love that. It's coming back to ranked. Tashi said, maybe in the future, but not this HCS season. Okay? So Catalyst ain't coming back yet for HCS. Ranked soon. HCS, no. Crosshair said, man, is there ever going to be an implementation where you don't lose any CSR in Halo when three out of your four teammates have left a match? I've lost so much CSR because of this, and after just getting back into ranked is so discouraging. Well, I don't have uh, good news for you, but Tashi said, it's on the backlog list of things we want to go after, but no further updates right now. Hoping it's something we can address. Yay. And then Cruzina said, uh, we need a full international land in Europe again. Okay. I'm going to... I almost didn't include this. Okay. I almost did not include this. In the show. I'm curious why. You'll get you'll get it very soon. But I thought about it, and I'm like, nope. I got to stay true to myself. Even if I'm going to criticize, I need to stay true to myself. I'm going to include it in the show. Cruzina said, we need a full international land in Europe again. Quadrant has proved and probably inspired others in EU to compete. And Tashi said, I don't disagree. Huh. It's like that optic major was supposed to be an EU major all along. Wowee! Who would have fucking thought? What a crazy land that would have been instead of the fucking dumpster fire we get in Arlington. Oh my god, Mashland, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Also, I need to give a huge shout out to Europa Halo because they are cooking up something. That they are. And leave it at that. But they are cooking up something. <laughs> the uh official unofficial tease was done during the watch along Europa Halo day Ooh. three. Go watch that. Yep. Go watch that. Only two was great. Oh yeah. Fresh is the fucking no. All right. Will that's yeah. it for the competitive news. Therefore, what do we got next? Roster media. All right. Start off with the uh, first piece of news. Native Gaming releases barcode and put out a statement. Big bold letters. Farewell. Today we announced the release of barcode from our Native White Halo team. Due to visa and travel issues, this decision was not one that we ha had much control over, nor was it an easy one to make. Native Gaming thanks Alex for all his hard work, dedication, and effort towards being a world-class competitor. Uh, Mickwin then went on to say, just for clarification on a lot of the stuff I'm saying, things have been relayed to me, but I am not sitting in uh, the meetings about this stuff. I did a ton of research on P1As over the last five to six months because I was consistently worried I was going to lose my teammates to the, to the border. So based off the hours of articles I've read, plus the things I know from behind the scenes, I've also talked last weekend with a lot of international players and learned how they get in without issues. Some actually do have issues, but still ultimately go get through. It seems like for esports players, they're just starting to clamp down on, a, on a bit of these things. And there's not a clear consensus on the best way to do it outside of P one, a dash a visas. But even that seems to be harder to obtain this year relative to the past. And with that being the case, we jumped in with international players at just a horrible time to do so. He goes on to say, they're paying the top 
immigration lawyers for eSport visas and following their legal advice to a T. I don't understand why there's an attempted narrative towards native as being the problem when we're doing nothing different than every other org that tries to get P1A visas for their players. These lawyers literally do visas for pretty much every other league, and I've heard there's issues in other leagues at the moment as well. I don't make, or sorry, it doesn't make sense to me either. And this shit sucks, but this is truly not the fault of anyone. So all the visa stuff going on, it sounds like the U.S. is what's clamping down on, on, the, on this travel. And I hope there's a workaround for it because it, it sucked to lose these players. It would suck. And, it's, and like, like Mickman was talking about, it sounds like Native is doing everything that they can to go through the proper channels on getting this resolved. And clearly things just weren't working out. Um, so that's why, looping back to that original comment that was made where I told somebody to relax is that like it's not necessarily native's fault on all this stuff happening because it sounds like they're doing everything they can to go through the proper channels. So that's why I said my statement earlier. Um, also, I'm not going to talk about the um, the APG poll that was in the Halo chat. The reason why I didn't bring it up last week is because um, in a reply, Tashi did say that it was being taken care of in terms of the moderator that did put that poll up. And I didn't want to bring more light to it because I felt at that point it had been taken care of. So I know that APG talked about it on his stream. Um, so again, hopefully everything's resolved at this point. What that mod did was fucking stupid. Like I'm not defending that mod for doing what they did. Uh, Again, the reason why I didn't include it in the show last week is because Tashi had already replied saying that it was being taken care of. Yep. And then for those who missed it, uh, Tashi and APG personally set up a call to chat it out as well. So sounds like everything's good. Sounds like it got taken care of. Move on from there. Perfect. All right. Staying with Native Gaming, but this time on Native Red. Halo update. Today we announced the release of Druk from our native Red Halo team. Druk has been an integral part of the native gaming success since he's joined, but due to the unfortunate circumstance of visa delays and travel issue, the risk associated with finding a solution is just too unsure. Native Gaming thanks Roman for all his hard work, dedication, and effort towards being a world-class competitor. So, both players that were having travel issues, off the teams. There you go. Rogue, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So then going on top of that, we have Maddie was doing some sleuthing um, <laughs> on the Face It website for the qualifier that's coming up for SSG, for the SSG Global Invitational. And uh, Native White looks like currently the roster is Mickwin, Collect, Tapping Buttons, and Bohm, who was previously on Native Red. Um, and then... The G1. Yeah. And then he also found he was sleuthing for G1. And who did he find there? Suspector instead of, um, well, Suspector with Swish, Precision, and Huss. Yes. Which means that potentially. Potentially that roster is already broken up. Um, they traded Manny for King Nick when they were KCP. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh, yep. It was a long time ago. So it does fucking suck. Um, 
we we talked about it many a time is that we were we were so looking forward to seeing what that native white roster would be able to do after they had picked up collect and it just seemed like the vibes were at an all-time high and then as soon as barcode wasn't able to make it it's like fuck and again huge shout out for trade for stepping in when he needed to and doing what he could but man it's just unfortunate there's always that what if right Right. There's always that what if scenario of what if they were that full roster? Could they have made a run? Uh, whatever it may have been. It's just, it's unfortunate. So barcode is just gone for the time being. Yeah. For the time being. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Dennis with one N just, just saying. Yeah. So not Dennis. Just Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Okay. Anyway, Den is. Should we move on? Yeah, we should. <laughs> Next one. Jay Ling's leaves competitive Halo. Yes, indeed. Okay. Dear Halo community, we regret to inform you that Jay Ling's esports has made the difficult decision to step away from the competitive Halo scene. One of the primary factors contributing to our decision is the removal of opportunities for European teams by 343 Industries, the developers of Halo. The competitive roadmap for European region has not unfolded as promised at the beginning of the year. Moreover, it appears that the situation may worsen in the foreseeable future. This uncertainty, uncertainty regarding the future of European Halo has created a challenging environment for us to navigate. Um, as a professional esports organization, we always strive to provide the best opportunities in sport for our players. However, given the circumstances, lack of clarity surrounding European Halo scene, we believe is it in the best interest of our organization to take this step back. We want to express our gratitude to our players, staff, and fans who have been with us throughout the journey. Your unwavering support and dedication have meant the world to us. We understand that this news may come as a disappointment, and we share in that sentiment. sentiment. It's truly disheartening to part ways with the game and community that we have been passionate about. While Jaylings Esports is stepping away from competitive Halo, we'll continue to explore our opportunities and invest in titles and scenes that offer a more stable and promising future. Good luck in esports for the, uh, your organization. We hope to find new avenues for growth and success. We look forward to sharing these endeavors with you in the future. Thank you once again for your support and understanding, Jaylings. Um, I don't know. I don't like that they're just throwing it at three four three. Yes, there's a lack of um, support right now, but. They need to build up to it. They've stated that since the beginning that they need to kind of reel in. You can kind of see the writing on the wall with the uh, layoffs and they they are working towards rebuilding to having the uh, European scene. So I don't know. I don't like that. They just like, oh yeah, I'll now just throw it at the developers again after investing in the scene. So I agree to some extent, and I know that in previous instances of this happening, we've been like, another one bites the dust, fuck it, on to the next. Yeah. This one felt a little different for me. Um, On the one hand, they weren't very competitive in the scene. Like, they, they, weren't, they weren't a quadrant, you know, in this regard. So, it's, it is what it is. Um. But at the same time, the reason why this one hit a little harder for me with Jaylings being out is because they, it just, it really does suck how the EU scene is being treated 
in terms of not having events and whatnot. And I understand, I understand from the business perspective, like they had to probably budgetary constraints. They obviously had the layoffs at three, four, three, so on and so forth. So things might be a little tighter. It's just, it just sucks. And and the other thing too, is like the whole, when we were, when we were dunking on KCP at the time, when they left, when really it was because they didn't get partnered and they were just bitching the entire time that they didn't get partnered. And then they put out that video that said, we're not, we're not bitching that we didn't get partnered when they were bitching that they didn't get partnered. Yes. And this, this wasn't like that. This statement wasn't like that. Yes. They were throwing shade at three, four, three, because they feel that they're not being represented enough in the EU region, which I agree with, but it was, to me, it wasn't as whiny as, other organizations that leave because, Oh, you fucking get the partnership program. That's, that's where I stand on it is. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. It sucks. It's just one of those things where like you could leave that reason out of it. You could, you know, announce that you're leaving halo. Yeah. And you can, um, I mean, and when they go on to, to thank, they think everything but 343 itself, even for the opportunity. You know, they're basically like, okay, whatever. I mean, the, they say it's not, they weren't, okay, they weren't mean about it though. Because they say sure. one, one of the primary focuses, uh, one of the primary factors contributing to our decision is the removal of opportunities for European teams by three for three industries, the developers of Halo. The competitive roadmap for the European region has not unfolded as promised at the beginning of the year. Now, again, words are words. We know that. Okay, we know we know that. Um, moreover, it appears that the situation may worsen in the foreseeable future. They don't know that. They don't know any of that. They're they're speculating. You, you said on- it yourself. The writing's on the wall. For not for the not for the future. I mean, they're. Tr- I mean, Tashi literally said in his in his thing that he agrees they he wants a EU LAN. And I fucking dunked on him. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I I hear you. I hear you. Like when you're making a professional statement, you don't make speculative shit about what you were a part of. That's what frustrates me. But see, they need to make business decisions based on the foreseeable future. Just like HCS needs to make business decisions to not be in EU because when you expand too much outside of your reach, you're going to fold. So are you saying the writing's on the wall for the future? Right there? At the point that they <laughs> fucking I'm being an asshole. Left. I'm just being an asshole. Yeah. Um, no, I can agree. I can agree. It just, it, it, it just sucks all around. Again, this one to me felt a little different than the whole bitching about the partnership program thing. Um, but at the same time, I said they, they, it didn't seem they were very competitive in the space anyway, you know? Sure. And so probably like they looked at it and if, if we're speaking on their behalf, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it like, oh, if we're not going to get EU events, if we don't think that we're going to get EU events and, and we don't have an opportunity to see ourselves as a business grow further by staying in halo because we're maybe we're not performing as well as we think we should be or what a blah, 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 blah. Then them as a business decision are like, all right, we've had our fill. We need to do what's best for us. Like you said, HTS need to do what's best for them. Amicable, amicable departure. Sure. Um, Ronan says our dads are fighting. 
Yep. No divorce, though. We're not getting a divorce. We can work this out. <laughs> we'll get out later. We'll bang, okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, uh status quo releases their roster. Um, basically the contract was up, sounds like it was just for the event. Um if anyone's interested reaching out to, you know, King J, um, all those guys, their their DMs are open. They Do say. it. Do it. Um Flame Sword was on I I'm suing this as a Twitter post. A few things to put out there as learning esports org owner alongside an update. The status quo Halo roster contract is ending soon, and I want to wish the squad the best of luck. If they don't find another option, they may still represent status quo moving forward. Um, very proud of the passion of the Halo roster. Excuse me. Put out there at Arlington. Made me super excited about Halo all over again, and thank them for the best team land placement in Halo Infinite to date. Uh, placing anywhere from 7th to 16th to me doesn't warrant player salary, in my opinion, with the current state of HCS, prize pool sponsorships, etc. And he says, I say doesn't war warrant player salary, and for that I mean guarantee pay. Funding in other ways still provided from travel, lodging, and incentive performance bonuses. Org should be paying players to win at that their eSport, not just play their eSport. Certain cases differ when a player has a following. It might be a week before I really start looking for a new roster to give the current roster enough time to get back to me. Nonetheless, status quo keeps moving forward, and I have an exciting announcement dropping today on the team Twitter page. Um, and then, is that Ox, I'm guessing? Yeah. OX? Yep, Ox. He said, just a curious audience member, but what do you provide to players if not funding? Flamesword said, travel. Exposure to a bigger audience, seeing as our numbers on socials have been up there with orgs that operate with much more money than myself incentives for placings and my network to get into online tournaments. Like I did in year one with my players. If you play seventh, eighth and take home $5,000 as a team, I'm confused. If you don't have travel covered and if you give your coach a percentage of the winnings, you're only coming out with six to $700 a player. If your expenses for the event are between two fifty to five fifty, like they usually are with five to six events in the year, world's being different, but you need to qualify. If you did that all year, that's basically three to $4,000 divided by 12 months. And at that point, paying a monthly salary doesn't make sense, hence why I provide other stuff only. Halo players don't provide much on their end, only a few from what I've seen. I do believe that a scene still has two years to go before it picks up and is treated as well as other esports, but an audience needs to be there first and foremost. So it makes sense. You can't pay a team all year if you're only bringing in. Yeah. Four grand. Yep. And I like the transparency that Flame brings to this as well because you don't get to hear a lot of this from org owners. Yeah. And he's a relatively new one at that. So that is good to hear. Um the the one the one thing that I'll say, and maybe this is me being a negative Nancy, which it probably is, but when he says, I do believe the scene still has two years to go before it picks up and is treated as well as other esports, I'm I don't I'm wondering. I'm wondering. And again, that's me being a negative Nancy. I'm keeping my expectations in check. I want to be blown away. Like, I would love to be blown away. I'm just keeping my expectations in check. You know what it is. We've seen where things went from year one to year two. We already know year three is in planning. I'm just going to keep expectations where they are. Um, the big money comes in players who have no pro placings and demand higher than minimum wage. You know, I just, yeah. 
yeah, you know, is what it is. Um, that's what I'm wondering, Ronan. But we'll have to wait and see. The shame is HES just don't pay out enough to do a salary for any team outside the top six. Yeah. So, shout out to Flame for actually being a lot, uh, very transparent on that. Really, yeah. really cool to see because you don't see it often enough. And also, uh, another shout out to Mickwin. Love Austin, but like huge shout out to Mickwin for being like transparent on what he was trying to find out for the native situation. Um, when you were talking about that earlier, so huge ups to him. Is that it? Will That's all I? we got. All right. Randy says exposure goes both ways for an org like status quo. While I understand his points. I agree. I agree. Like I said, I, I like a lot of what he said. There were some things that I don't necessarily agree with, but again, I'm not an organization owner. So who am I, who am I to say what he should or shouldn't do? You know what I mean? Magic Mike says, what do you think of G one's change? I, do, I don't know because I haven't seen them play yet. I don't think it's going to help much. To be honest, in my opinion. Sure. H5 straight ripping was only playing players, uh, paying players whatever the skin revenue gave them. I wonder how much that skin revenue was. I can't see them making a ton. I could be completely wrong, though. Prize pools shouldn't be the only way the players are making money. It's never been the case in any esport unless you're top six. Players need to build worth in themselves. You're not wrong, Fragout. You're not wrong. All right. Upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. On Saturday, July 15th, we have the Navi and Europa Halo Summer Series qualified number two. And the Midsummer Mayhem. Hey, that's you. Two Halo no. CE 3v3. Oh, it's your tournament. It's yours. Nope, not. We've, we've had so many Halo Mayhem tournaments that have been your tournaments, Well, <laughs> Wouldn't be CE if I was putting it on. Oh, oh. Jesus. All right. <laughs> uh, Ronan, I... Frankly, I don't even fucking, I don't even care. You know what I mean? I just don't even care about the BR debate anymore. It is what it is. Um, and then on Sunday, July 16th, we have the Global Invitational, Invitational, the Global Invitational, Invitational, Invitational pre-qualifier. <laughs> if I fuck up, I might as well fuck it up even more. We'll just keep going. Right. For Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, EU, and North America, they're all going to be taking place. There they are. There they are. Oh, yeah, that's right. Crowdfunding's gone. I forgot about that. Oh, man. Way to bring it all back. Hoo-wee. Oh, man. But, but and the, the store sales still go to they the keep teams. Go, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And they keep pumping out those new HCS bundles, baby. That they do. But they ain't going to crowdfunding. All right. Oh, man. That's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCabba.com. Check out NoobCabba.com for all your Halo Sports needs. Ron says, shut up, Jake, from State Farm. Oh, fuck me. Sorry, man. Um, we're literally having COD Pros tweet how they're having fun playing Halo. I think it doesn't need a BR. And we're going to talk about Ghosty playing that later. Don't worry. I have that tweet in here in the show notes. You best believe that shit. <laughs> Scrim Tournament League recaps, Will. What do we got? Yeah. Um, Navi and Europa Halo Summer Series qualifier number one. In third place, we had Team Valletta, which was Valkyrie, Shabby Dagger, Desire, and Batchford. Second went to Triggers Up, Haulers, Nemains, Wolf, and Snail Edit? 
Yeah, we'll go with that. And then first Sweet. went to Orglis, Flux, Moe's, Septic, and Glory GGs. And then we had a statement come out from Europa Halo. Yep. And they said, due to various situations that occurred during the summer open one, qualifying points, qualifying point alterations will be made as such to the following teams. Triggers up in Team Valletta. Both these teams will have a 25% reduction in points awarded due to not playing their final series of the day. Uh, Cat Smile Gaming, due to playing with an illegal roster and lying about it to administration, they will forfeit all points from today. And then, what is it? Not Prow Monkey? Not uh, Pro We Monkey? Uh, uh, anyway, I ha- don't know. Having lost to Cat Smile Gaming in Losers Round 1, who were playing with an illegal roster, we will be awarding them points for top 12, one placing higher than where they finished. We strive for fun, fair, and competitive tournaments with every event we run. Rule breakers threaten this goal. We expect everyone who participates in our events to follow the rules so players and viewers can enjoy the event we put on out of their free time for EU Halo. And that was, again, by Europa Halo. So in other words, don't be a fucking shitter. Yeah. Seriously, what the fuck? Europa Halo and Navi are putting this on, like, for the fucking fun of it, and you idiots have to come and ruin this shit? Fucking stop it, you morons. Holy moly, dude. Crazy. Real quick before you continue, Will, there was a there was a comment I wanted to comment on. Okay. Uh, Fragout says, as a community, it's hard to be positive, but then they see our community being negative, so everyone just stays away. I want to I wanna add to that because I understand that I can also be a negative person on the show at times. And I want people to understand, and I know that not everybody, like I know that the people, the majority majority of people who watch this are already kind of linked into the competitive scene. But for those that may not be, who who may stumble upon this, I want people to understand that the negative things that I talk about on this show, it all comes from a place of heart and it all comes from a place of wanting things to be better. Like when I was quote-unquote shitting on the Arlington Major last episode. It all came from a place of heart. I had a fucking, I had like a a statement written out before I even got into it because I don't want people to think that I I hate it. It's the worst thing in the world. I it, it's Oh, it's always going to be like this. No, it doesn't have to always be like that. And I only want things to get better. And I only want events to be the best that they possibly can be for not only people attending in person, but also for people at home. It's, it only makes the scene better. And I just want that point to be known. So yes, there are a lot of people out there. And this is why it's like the joke is never go on Twitter, never go on Reddit because the competitive community inherently negative, at least from the viewpoints of those, it does suck, right? If you go on and you only see that comment being made and you only see people spewing hatred and fucking bad vibes and shit. Yeah. You're not going to want to be involved in that, but at least here I try to bring an aspect of it's coming from a place of heart and I just want things to get better. So that's it. That's it. Go ahead. Will. LFTG two V two tournament. Third, fourth was DevOps gaming, which was Irish CEO and vanity. Then uh, CN, which was Maisky and it's, Bad to be you. Second went to Shiesty, which was Shiesty and Sky Blaster. And then first went to T4, which was Lure and Strikey. 
Then had the classic Halo League FFA Series Finals. Uh, third place went to Switch It Up. Second, Hunter JJX. And first went to uh, Matey? Matty? I believe, yeah. One of the two. M-M-A-T-I-E. Congrats. There you go. Congrats indeed. And that's it for the Tournament League Recaps. Coded, welcome back. Good to see you. Tetrify, welcome back. Sorry, I uh, missed you guys earlier. And Fresh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right. Time for some regular news. Dig site deliveries for Halo MCC by 343. I'm not going to fucking read through it. But if you're into the mod tools for MCC, go read through that if you're any at all interested. Silver Team weapon charms have been added to Infinite. So, yay. And then the big article that released today is the Halo MCC July 2023 update article by 343. This was asked about earlier on in the show. We'll talk about it right now. Um, I just narrowed this down into some bullet points. Here they are. Um, this update is coming out on Wednesday this week. So we release this show on, we record on Mondays, release on Tuesdays. So it's the update is releasing on Wednesday for firefight. They have added the ability for join in progress, which is fucking rad. And they added firefight to the custom games browser, which again is fucking rad in halo four. They added theater support for campaign and Spartan ops. In Halo 3, they added Escalation Slayer as a game type, which also includes three equipment items which were formerly available only in Halo 3's campaign to multiplayer. These are available in the Escalation Slayer tier settings as well as in the Forge palettes across all maps. These are the Invincibility, Active Camo, and Auto Turret Equipment. Halo 2, they added the Golden Moa statue collectible to Halo 2 missions. In Halo CE, they added the Acrophobia Skull. And the new features are custom gamepad remapping, background video selection, and tons of new mod tools. So, fucking rad. Good shit. MCC still getting the love. You love to see it. That's it for the regular news. They need to bring back Pucket Game Nights, open lobbies, streamed. It was so fun. They need to do a lot of things, but here we are. But I, don't, I also don't, like, leave that up to the HCS or 343. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be up to Pucket or whoever else wants to put those things on. So my only issue with the MCC update is all the mod stuff they're adding that console players can't enjoy three for three could add that stuff to console if they wanted to. Yeah, but it'd probably be a big undertaking. Ikuza. Like, I know, I know it sounds like an easy thing to do, but it's probably a very difficult thing to do is what I would assume. Um, got our games to watch. We have nothing really to discuss at this time other than roster mania is absolutely fucking insane. So who knows what's going to happen there? Oh, and ghosties playing halo. And as mentioned earlier, awakenings playing halo as well. Um, so ghosties been streaming it frequently now. And then awakening on July 8th said halo was fun as fuck. So, Hey, that's kind of neat. Good for them. I hope they do well. That's it for Cotton Other Games Watch. It's time for some other games for me too. Well, what you play this week? <laughs> Staying on Infinite. It's all I've been really doing. Yeah. Uh, getting games in when I can. Playing with the HRL team. Mm. Did some eights with uh with Search and his his people. He has hanging out in his Discord. So that was a good time. Shout out Search. Yeah, that's that's been about it. What about you? I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy 16. That game's rad. 
Jay Gangsta, and also Den, or Denvip. Say Den. Thank you, guys, for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Gangsta says, who is the best pro in Infinite? Ooh. That's a toughie. Right now? That's tough. Do you just do you just do you just pick somebody on phase right now? I mean, it's kind of hard not to at this point, right? You also have the reigning MVP in Lucid. He's the best player on that team. Not that the players are bad by any means necessary, but like if you're putting them side by side, he's the best player on the team. It's funny because like Lucid used to fly out right away. And I think he still has it in him, but Hey Nessity, welcome. Sorry. To cut you oh, off. Good. Uh the way the way FaZe is playing, yeah. You can't go wrong right? with Renegade, Royal Two, Snakebite, Frosty. Like they're all Right. They're all insane. It's hard. It's really hard, man. Uncle Pumpy. De Bear. Renegade is you know, Renegade's pretty fucking good too. Talent pool is absolutely insane, Frag out. I don't know how to properly answer that question. I don't fucking it's I don't a, know. It's a tough one. It's a toughie. But Final Fantasy 16 is a good game. I played some of the demo. Was trying to hop back into it. Forgot the controls already. Nice. So yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. At least the demo's free. Play the demo if you haven't already. And if you decide to purchase the game, this is not an ad, by the way, but if you decide to purchase the game, then uh, your progress in the demo carries over, which is pretty fucking cool. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Final Fantasy XIV is goaded as well. Tetrify, you are not wrong in that regard. Final Fantasy XIV is a great video game. Got a bounce, fellas. Man, I'm glad I finally got in here to listen. Y'all killing it. I'll be back. Oh, and take my Prime sub. Yo, shells with the Prime. You get a woo! Thank you so much, man. Greatly appreciate it. You have a great night. Thanks for stopping in. Um, I7I4. Are those eyes? Either way, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. FF7 Remake is the coolest aesthetic, but I hate its combat. Ikuza, I'm not against what the fuck you're saying. We need more woos. You'll get them eventually. People just got to sub. That's all. All right. Time for some shout outs. Did they ever release seven on Xbox? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's your woos. Yeah, here come the woos. Mash. Oh, shit. Mashland. Wow. Yeah, fucking incredible. With the 10 gifted, way too fucking kind. Thank you so much for the 10 gifted subs. And what a perfect time for this because I promise you will get the woos. Yeah, I promise you will get the woos, but you literally did this at the perfect time because... Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. So let's go through them. Hold on one second. Smegatron, Minty Fresh, Wahanan, Slayer on Haze, JCC Punisher, The Dak Man, Joey is AFK, uh, Dustin is Chaos, Shells Inc., Evil Vegeta, David Sandman, Jinzoot, Pyrus, or Pyro, what the Pyrus? Pyros. My God, Exile Tep, I'm the Dominator, Only Son, Axel Lead, Trash Panda, I am Philip Fry, I'm JK Fire, 
Blood Run MNK, Flexed Win, VDSL, uh, Alyssa Loves Games, Trunks, love you, Trunks, Randy for, let me say Randy, Mashland, Rogue, Dennis with one N, Den, Gangsters, uh, I7, I4, thank you all for the follows, greatly appreciated. And then, for the Subarinos, give me a second. Barnaby Jones with the seven-month resub. Captain Moe with the three-month resub. Ashley Blair with the four-month resub. Riz with the three-month resub. Smiley with the uh, five-month resub. Smiley with the five gifted. Colonel Flom with the five-month sub. Smiley with the gifted sub. Shell Zinc with the primer. And Mash with the ten. Mash, here you go. Get ready. Here you go. There you go, baby. It's all for you. There's your woos. There's your woos, baby. Thank you very much for the 10 gifted. And thank everybody for the subs as well and the resubs. You guys are fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone who's a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. That includes Uncle Pumpy, Peanut Butt, Swall, Zanny, Pistol RX, Danny Phantom, Riznak, Zarners, Obby Joy, Mr. Smiley, High Tech, Redneck, Goalie Sniper, The Only Neve, Heavy Rainfall, Elated Dartboard, and Carnage. Thank you guys so much for the added support over on Patreon. Will, we need to we need to plan out what we're doing for a child. Yes, we do. Yeah. We're already 10 days in. Shh, it's okay. It's a little behind. It's okay. Happy belated birthday to Blaze, Gaskin, Just Snipes, Roy, and Lunchbox, and happy birthday today to Soul Snipe. Happy birthday, Soul Snipe. That's all I got for the shout outs. Time for some community creations. Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash Halo memes. Go check them out. Two times the grind episode 43. You know, that has Snakebite Lottie on it. Snakebite won the tournament. You should go listen to that. HTS Arlington Major Recap 2023 Shopify Rebellion. Uh, Forge Features July 5th, 2023 by 343. I went from bot strafe to pro strafe in Halo. Here's how by Dodds McFods. And top 10 clips Halo Infinite HTS Arlington Optic Major 2023 by HTS. Go check all those fucking things out there there. They're all there for you. I swear Danny Phantom subs every week. What if he does? What if he does? Uh, Coot, thank you for the, thank you for being here. Welcome to the live show. Coots. Coots toots. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from that. Holy shit. Oh, I'm tired, man. Shit. Fuck. All right. Will. Yeah. We did it. We did? We did. We did the thing. We did the thing. We got to the end of the show. It's time for you, sir, to plug whatever the fuck this thing turned out to be. As Josh mentioned before, go find us on Patreon, doing extra content over there, um, extra audio show, video show, Q&As, um, and uh, the top tier might get to do a little something special with us, you know? A little something, hey, something. Hey, go, uh, go check it out. Uh, you can find us on all the favorite podcast services, um, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, all the other ones around, like Josh's favorite pocket cast. Still. Wow. Thanks for letting me say pocket cast. <laughs> you know what? Man. Okay. You want to know what happened with my brain here? It's okay. Probably what happened to my brain the whole fucking episode. <laughs> I'm so used to saying for iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify that I said Spotify and then fucking pocket cast came out because hey, it's okay. Do you want to, do you want to, 
It's still Josh's not favorite. Pocket cast, still there not that for the third time in a row. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Back on track. Hey, uh. Hold on. One shot cafe. With the gifted sub to Mashland. <laughs> hey. Thank you for the gifted sub. You get a woo. Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, that's damn. funny. You guys are crazy tonight with the subs. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Unbelievable. Um, where was I now? Discord. Join our Discord. You should do that. Uh, exclamation point Discord and chat or go find it on our Twitter in our link tree there. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Twitter, we have our, um, uh, we have some social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you want to count TikTok as well, go search for HGS Pro Talk on those sites. Uh, live on Twitch, 7 p.m. Central on Mondays. If you want to catch the live show. And then go check out YouTube, all our old VODs, interview series, um, other content. I don't know if there's any other content than interview series, but go check it out. Yeah. YouTube.com slash HGS Pro Talk. Go to HGSProTalk.com. It'll actually send you somewhere else. We'll send you over to EvolvedHalo.com. Your home for Halo. Real quick. Uh, yep. Fracture, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And yes, all in Juan, we are on threads as well. Uh, mainly cross-posting right now. And hopefully uh, Twitter fucking dies in a ball of fire. But, I mean, Threads also needs a shit ton of work, if we're being honest. There's no DMs. There's no follow-only feed. There's a bunch of stuff missing. Like, people are just caught up in the hype of moving over to something that's not the fucking Elon run shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can you can follow us on Threads as well. It's going to be cross-posting stuff. Uh, but I will say, Threads do allow for slightly longer posts while not having to pay a fucking subscription for it. Um, so maybe we'll, maybe I'll do some like more text-based things on threads as well. Like more how, like thoughts on how things are happening, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, feel free, feel free. Follow us on threads. If you want to just know mainly going to be cross posting. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. You're home for halo. <laughs> Go check out all their shows such as podcast, evolve mission, debrief, halo TV plus book club, build with blocks, halo headlines and halo here guide. Yes, indeedy dandy. Uncle pumpy said earlier, Actually, first, Pharaoh, love you as well. Thank you very much for that comment. Um, and then Pumpy said, happy to move to Patreon so you guys get more, more of the money. Like I said, I don't care about the split. All I care about is you guys getting more for what you're giving us. Um, so like Pumpy has already done, if you guys are any at all interested, while we do love and appreciate all the subs, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so fucking much. If you, if like, we want your money to go further. So if you want exclusive content, feel free to check out the Patreon or don't. That's fine as well. Fine as well. Just throwing it out there. Um, and then Puppy says, the Discord is awesome to keep in the know and have intelligent Halo conversations. It is. It is. And if anyone's an absolute shitter, we get rid of them. It's pretty easy. It's pretty fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It's pretty awesome. Actually, How much to give to get, to get on the show? Funny enough. Travel to Minnesota. Well, we also set up a voicemail thing. We did. That nobody's fucking used. Yeah, nobody's used it yet. So, And I have it pinned in. If you are a patron, then you get access to the exclusive Discord channel. I have it as a pinned comment on that Discord channel with a link on how to set up the voicemails if you want to send it in. So if you're part of that um, tier, you can send in a voicemail that, as long as it's appropriate, we will listen to it live on the show and respond to it live on the show, which is pretty fucking cool. What's up, Soupied? Have you missed Rostermania? You did, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, Logic, we also miss Basola. Very, very much so. I'm going to hit the DMs on Twitter before it burns down. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, for what it's worth, if Twitter does go down to ball fire, fingers fucking crossed, uh, like anybody, everybody can DM us on uh, Discord as well. 
just throwing that out there. We try to keep DMs open for everything in case people want to reach out about anything, really. Even if you're just having a bad day and you want to uh, shoot the shit, DMs are open. Isn't Minnesota pretty much Canada? No. I mean, yes, but no. We're less of a shitstorm than other states, but we're not going to get into that type of bullshit on this show. So, no, we're not Canada. Um, if you delete threads, you have to delete Instagram also. You're, you're correct, but I'm never going to delete the Instagram account because we rarely post on there anyway, so why the fuck would I care? Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it, man. Awesome. Um, ladies and gentlemen, what part of Minnesota, like Duluth, basically Southern Canada, Minneapolis, Fargo, Alexandria, can be to MSP in, nine, in around nine hours? We live just south of the Twin Cities. I'm not going to, we're not going to say the city that we live in on the air, but we live just south of the Twin Cities. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 295. There was a joke that was earlier. It was like, is part three going to be on Monday? No, we're done with, we are officially done with our Arlington post show. Part one, focus on the event as, as an, as a spectator part two, this episode focused more on the gameplay and the actual incredible series that were shown during the weekend. We're done with the post show. That's that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's it for episode 295. <laughs> I don't have much else to say. You'll be here for the post post show. Thanks, Thug. Appreciate you. Um, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in live. If you're tuning in live to those that are checking out the audio version of the show or the YouTube vibe, thank you guys so much as well. Um, seriously, it means the world like you guys just hanging out here, enjoying the show. If you do, uh, chiming in, in the chat, chiming in the discord, hell just fucking listening and lurking. Doesn't matter to me. Hope you guys enjoy it. That's all I got. We'll be back next week to talk about probably more of the roster mania shit. Uh, that's going to happen in preparation for the qualifier. And yes, Maddie, you're not wrong. There did used to be a post show where I would say dad jokes. I don't do that anymore. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Personally. It's okay. Kind of like I forgot how crowdfunding doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Hey Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us. We'll be back next week to talk about more shit. But until then, we love you. Bye-bye.